and welcome to the first episode of the Glitter Glam Rock podcast. Um, I'm here with my mate Marty. How's it going, Marty? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, pretty miserable day outside. But you know what? That reminds me of those days that we used to stay in listening to glitter music. That bedroom, that bedroom. <laughs> it, was like, to... it was like the Exorcist, you know, that room. It was, but, but it was a... Uh, full of positive things, you know, like, you know, I had all my records on display, which one was at the first, the first record of the record selector, remember that? Yeah, the they KTEL record selector. Yeah. They never really worked either, did they? No, nah, no. Nah. Especially for like double albums. I remember you had your double uh, Jesus Christ Superstar album and you could never get it to fit in and it would always be falling out. Well, it's supposed to work like a domino effect. Yeah. But it yeah, didn't. Yeah. Not once did it ever do that. But KTEL put out some good records, didn't they? That's actually how we discovered Glam. Well, my very, my very first rock thing that I ever heard was the drum beats of Do You Want to Touch Me? Okay, before we get started, I'd just like to say one thing, a little disclaimer here. There is in no way that we condone Gary Glitter's actions. We find it disgusting. And Marty has even called him an axe murderer before. Um, this is about our childhood memories in the 70s. And this is about glam rock. And, of course, Gary Glitter and the Glitter Band were a, a, a big part of it. Yeah, well, it's, it's really about the individual, the, the intelligence of the individual... Like, if you're intelligent enough to put that bad thing aside and just think about the great memories of Gary Glitter, we don't want to talk about Paul Raven. They're two different people. We want the memories of Gary Glitter, the showman, the, the guy that, you know, put out all those un unbelievable hits. So you're saying... What you're saying is separate the two. That's what we're doing. We're separating the two. Gary Glitter from our childhood, the guy who was on our posters, separated from Paul Gad, the pedophile. Yep. Okay. And look, anyone, anyone listening to this, please feel free to donate to any child abuse charities. Um, we'll, we'll be posting a couple up and you can just go onto the link and donate now. Okay, so we were talking about um, our first exposure to Glam, which was... I remember you had an album called Fantastic, a KTEL album called Fantastic. Where did you get it? I got it at the Royal Easter Show. Uh, as I said before, it was the very first album I ever bought and those drum beats to Do You Want to Touch Me was just the best introduction to a, a kid's um, music, you know, rock and roll uh, is that the first track? Do you want is. to touch me? So that's the first track on yeah, the... Yeah, so the, the very first... You've still got it, haven't you? You've still got the album. Yep. And the very first thing you hear is those drum beats and the claps. Yeah. And as a kid, I suppose psychologically, that that stores itself um, and then it's just got such an effective uh, beat... Yeah, well, that's what just got me into it, you know. And then looking at the photos, and I thought, yeah, Gary Glitter, drum beats, claps, we're going to hear all that. 
that was it. I immediately became a Gary Glitter fan. Well, I remember when you played it to me, you said, hey, listen to this. And I started, and I heard those drum beats and um, with the, the hand claps. But it wasn't only that, it was like um, the chants, the yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And it was just so well produced. But, you know, like Mike Leander was a great producer. We'll talk about him a little bit mm-hmm. later. But it was just so well produced. Um, I, I just remember thinking, wow, this sounds fantastic and it was a real standout from the other songs on the records what what other songs are we what glam songs are on there okay well i suppose elton john is classified a little bit of glam well yeah his his music was wasn't really glam but his image was right yeah so crocodile rock well on those there. big boots he wore in Tommy, yeah. for example yeah so uh, oh, then you got slade who were the was ultimate glam like yeah. that guy dave hill he, he wore more glitter than Gary and the Glitter Band himself. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, on his hat. What song is it? Uh, Come Feel the Noise. Come on, Feel. And I remember, I, used, I loved that song too when we used to play this record. But I loved that song, but it just wasn't, it was different from Do You Want to Touch? Do You Want to Touch for some reason was. Do You Want to Touch Me? You can only, you can think about it, how, how, you can only think of a hand clap. You can only do so much with a hand clap. But he did. He went over the what most people would call impossible with that the hand clap itself. It's just unbelievable. It, it just added so much, didn't it? It's got well, it's got an Australian um, glam band, Hush. Hush, yeah. Well, Hush yeah. were a band that, and I say this in a positive sense. Uh, Hush were a band you can never get away from. They were always there. They were always there supporting what band you're in, whether it was. The Glitter Band or Sherbet, Hush were always there. Mm. Um, and, of course, we, we saw Hush. Well, maybe I should just take this chance to clarify that we are actually, we're from Sydney, Australia. So we were, like, on the other side of the world to where glam was happening and we had a couple of little glam acts and Hush was one of the glam acts and, like uh, Marty just said, they were everywhere that... Um, Everywhere we went, we, we went and saw the Glitter Band once in 1975 yep. and Hush with the Support Act. I saw Alice Cooper, Hush with the Support Act. Who else did they support? Sherbet. Sure, I'm not sure whether they actually supported Sherbet, but we used to see the Sherbet and Hush signs in, in Port Macquarie. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they actually supported Sherbet, we, but we know those two bands were, you know, were gigging around. So over over the course of these podcasts, and we don't know how many there's going to be, but over the course we're going to talk about a lot of um, glam rock artists. Uh, today we're going to focus on Gary Glitter and the Glitter Band. A little bit of glitter, a little bit of glam. The Glitter Glam Rock Podcast. Yeah, so after um, hearing Do You Want to Touch Me, we became a little bit obsessed with Gary Glitter. And I remember um, we had posters. There was posters in a magazine, TV Week. We had posters of him wearing all his glitter stuff. And he was a real sort of man of mystery because, as I said, like um, growing up in Australia, we didn't have Top of the Pops. We had something called Countdown and something called Sounds, but they were more... Australian orientated, weren't they? Yeah, well, 
really all we had was the records and the posters because like you said um countdown were focusing on bands like hush sherbet the skyhooks and by this stage we were right into the glitter thing like yeah. and the the glitter band as well and but all we had was the posters and the records and the the magazines we we didn't actually hear them talk no we, or see them perform yeah there was no um but I, I remember um, th- there was a little record store near where we lived called Harry Cohen's. There was two. There was Harry Cohen's. What was the other one? Fat Angel. Fat Angel. And we went to Harry Cohen's and we were looking in the albums. We looked under G and there was um, three Gary Glitter albums there. Yeah, it, it was the Glitter, the what I call the Star album because it yeah. had the, that really cool star cover. Which Was I, that the first one you bought, the Star album? Yeah, it was. Um, and I didn't know it was the first record. Yeah. But, yeah, it was the first Gary Glitter record I got. Yeah. And then and then we had Touch Me, the one you had. So as two kids were friends, you had the Touch Me, I had the Star, and then I almost bought... Oh, no, what am I talking about? I did buy Remember Me This Way. Now, what happened, I'll tell you what happened, is... You got, I think you got Touch Me for your birthday or for Christmas, or, not Touch Me, sorry, the Star album for your birthday or Christmas. I remember being obsessed with the cover. We'd yeah. just stare at the cover because it's, it's just all glitter. We'd stare at the cover and the songs on it had rock and roll, rock and roll part two. I didn't know I loved you till I saw you rock and roll. Um, famous Instigator, the clapping song, you know, and we just used to listen to it over and over and over and over. And then, after that, we went down to Harry Cohen's and we saw Touch Me and Remember Me This Way. And we didn't know that Remember Me This Way was a live album, remember? Yeah, so, to my horror. Yeah, so we had a dollar each to put, on, to put them on lay-by and you straight away said, you looked at the back of Remember Me This Way. Why, why did you want Remember Me This Way? Because it had all the hits. I said, look at this, it's like a compilation album. And then when I put it on... He was saying, who you want to touch? And, oh, it was horror. It was a horror story. I was so, as a kid, you know, I was so upset because so, yeah. he sounded so terrible. And, um, but anyway, lesson learned. So, so Marty wanted that because we didn't know it was a live album and on the back it had, um, it had like all the hits, uh, leader of the gang, I love you, love me, love, do you want to touch? Everything. And a new song, Remember Me This Way. And I'd, I'd put my label on Touch Me. And every week, every weekend, we used to go down to Harry Cohen's on a Saturday morning with our dollar. The records, I remember the records were um, $6.50. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. So it was like six weeks of going down with a dollar. And we used to wait for the record store to open. And I remember there was a pet store. Yeah, that's right. There was a pet store next to it. And there was like a cockatoo or something. Yeah. And there was an ad for some toy that we used to have called Screamin' Demon. And ah, remember ah, that? Yeah. And we used to, Marty and I, would sing out Screamin' Demon and the cockatoo ah, would go, ah! Yeah, that's we right. So that's how we entertain ourselves till the, the um, record store opened. And then um, finally the day came where we got our records and we went home and um, we went to your place and you put on Remember Me This Way and tell us... Tell us how you felt about that. Well, like I said, I thought it was this super cool 
compilation album because it had all the hits on the cover and and but me not reading it properly didn't know it was a live album and uh, like I said there Gary he didn't sound very good he sounded like he had a cold or something and <laughs> I remember you thought it, it was on the wrong speed remember yeah, you, that's kept, right. you kept changing you put on 45 and 33 and 78 because you thought you had it on the wrong speed yeah did you, did you miss me yeah and the glitter band they sounded like you know, they sounded normal, but when you think about it, Gary's running around on stage, so he's out of breath. And It didn't have the hand claps. No, it didn't have the hand it, claps. It didn't have, you know, it didn't have the production and stuff. But years later, I like listening to it years later because when you look at things like um, Kiss Alive 1, that wasn't a live album. Kiss Alive 1, they, they got the crowd noise from Kiss Alive 1 um, from the Super Bowl. Yeah. Frampton Comes Alive, not a live album. Teenage Rampage. That... Yeah, not live. Yeah. But this was live. This yeah. was warts and all, Gary Glitter live. Yeah. And I, I like it now for its rawness, you know, and, and for the screaming and yeah. all that sort of stuff, but just that rawness that's there. I mean, you've you got to give um, a bit of kudos for not touching it up, you know? Yeah, yeah, because it was as it was. But now you can see it you because we've got um the internet we could actually visualize it and it's not so bad when you're seeing what's going on rather than just (laughs) listening to it in a bedroom expecting the ultimate production and and uh but after yeah after visualizing it i i watch it quite you know I, i enjoy it watching it so I got um I got Touch Me and I put it on. Of course, that's a great album. That's um that's just got oh, fantastic production. So glittery. Yeah, it's got fantastic production. It's got you know Hello Hello, it's got uh, Touch Me, it's got well, one of my favourites was Money Honey. Yeah. Which had the fake live. The, yeah, sound. that was another live one. Yeah, but it wasn't live. But no, it had, yeah. had the fake live sound. It's, like it's got Rampage. Well, what else has it got on it? Uh, come in. Come on, get yeah. on, something like that. And didn't I hey, do it right? Hey, hey. Didn't yeah. I? So, so that was a really good album. Then we, we became obsessed. We became absolutely obsessed. And um, that's when the uh, tennis rackets came out. You're listening to The Glitter Glam Rock Podcast. All right, so before we get into the tennis racket thing, let, let me I'd, I'd just like to give our listeners a bit of context. We grew up in, um, as I said before, in Sydney, Australia, in a beachside suburb, which was pretty tough back in those days, wasn't it? It was like a, a very tough neighbourhood. And um, there was surfing and football, which we do. We we were active at the beach and we were active and we'd play football, right? Yeah. We'd do that. But anything outside of that, anything outside of that was considered weird and something like following glam rock was considered what they would call poofs, which um, was the vernacular in those days in Australia for being gay. So if you like glam rock, you were gay. So everything Marty and I were doing were behind closed doors and hush-hush and in secret for a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, this, what you just said is very effective 
um, especially if you, you're hanging out as a group, as kids, which we were, mm. because all the kids around the flats. And, yeah, we, we used to stand in the mirrors and with um, tennis rackets pretending we were the glitter band. And um, actually, my guitar was a star, by the way. That, that was my guitar. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was mine. Well, I, we I can have it. two stars, but yeah. we could never share the star. But, but what it was was like um, even like you and I would sing a song in the we'd just muck around singing a song in the playground and yeah. we'd nearly get bashed. Yeah. We'd get abused. Ah, you poofs, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember one day, um, you know, we, we were just walking past the group and one of the, the, the leader, there was this leader, he was very, he used to kill us, he used to run around bashing us. Big guy. Yeah. Tough guy. Uh, he said to me, uh, Marty, come on, playing football, we, gotta, we need you. I said, sorry, mate, we've got a show to do. And, uh, <laughs> that would have gone down well. Yeah, and we went to my place, stood in front of the mirrors, tennis rackets, and then away we went, you know. But before the tennis rackets, before the tennis rackets, we used to be... Um, see, the thing is, because there was one Gary and there was two of us, Neither of us could be Gary, so we'd be. We decided we'd be the glitter band. Yeah, we had to be the band. We had to be the band, and we we started off being the drummers. So we got like um, a pair of drumsticks each. I think your mum bought us a pair of drumsticks. Yeah, it's, your mum was like. I have to say, right now, your mum was really cool. Yeah, she used to accommodate us with a lot of that kind of stuff. She bought us a pair of drumsticks. He had Marty had twin beds in his bedroom. There was a lot of sleepovers. We used to sleep over. And we'd put on rock and roll or, um, or I didn't know I love you till I saw rock and roll or something like that. And we'd be... Um, drumming to the... We'd be drumming. We actually learned how to play drums yeah. like that, didn't we? Yeah. And um, because we both became drummers later. And um, we'd be playing to the songs and we were... And every time the hay would come on, we'd lift up our hand with yeah. a drumstick. And that's how we first started. But then, I don't know, why did we switch to the tennis rackets? Well, they, they were the closest things to looking like a gu guitar, I suppose. Yeah. Well, we could have used a cricket bat, but that, that's a lot heavier. No, but I mean, I mean <laughs> why did we go from the, the drums to the guitars? Oh, because we wanted to do the moves. That's and, right. And, the, yeah. you know, like when you're on the drums, it's limited. But when you're on, on, with the tennis rackets, Oh, you could do all the moves. You could stick your face right up in front of the camera. You can wink. You can yeah, that's right. You know, and of course we all had makeup on. We had black lipstick and and um, eyeshadow, eyeshadow, eyeliner, and, and the glitter all over our face. Yeah. One day we actually did do that, didn't we? At that primary school, the talent what, contest. What happened was, um, what happened was there was this uh, there was this girl. She was probably, I'd say. Wouldn't you say the most beautiful girl in the school? Yeah. She was probably the most beautiful girl in the school. I won't mention her name. And um, she was a big glitter fan, wasn't yeah. she? She was like yeah. massive, massive glitter fan. Yeah. She was into. She actually was the one that kind of introduced us to the B-sides. Yeah. yeah. She introduced us to the B-sides of the singles. And she was doing some, I don't know, some charity thing for the school. And she was getting up and she was going to mime to... What song was she miming to? Uh, I remember when I think about this girl, hands up, it's a stick up that That's com right. comes to mind. Uh, yeah. What's that the B side of? Is that the B side of I Love You Love? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So she, she's miming to hands up, it's a stick up, and she says, she asks us if we want to do anything. 
And we're thinking about it because, of course, we're thinking, shit, if we do this, we're going to get the hell bashed out of us Mm -hmm. by all, you know, especially by that big guy who absolutely hated music. All it was, football, surfing, that's anything else. You're a poof, you're a poof. And we thought we were going to get up and everyone was going to call us poofs. Especially if you looked at the album covers of some of the, what we call our, well, heroes is one word, but to us, they're like aliens from outer space. They're just like, you know, these glam rockers, the stuff they wore to the normal footballing orientated mind, yeah, they'd think puss, but... Well, that's right, because... To us, they were just the best suits. That's right, because all that, that image, that whole image was the exact opposite to the football surfing culture that we grew up in. Yeah. That was just... It was like it was from another planet. And because it, a lot of this stuff, 90, the best stuff, was happening in um, England, yeah. that literally was the other side of the world. So it may as well have been another planet, yeah. you know? Um, and you had to... The moves would probably look like you're a bit funny. Gay. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so if you're into that stuff, like, you know, it's all about, I think of the word poser, you're a poser. The more, the, the band just, they were posers, weren't they? Yeah, it was all about posing yeah. and it was all about, I guess, I don't know, at that time it was probably all about sexuality, but we didn't understand that. But yeah. I have to say, um, I have to say back in those days we were like nine, eight or nine yeah. when all this was happening. So we, we didn't really understand that this was a sexual thing. And one thing I wanted to say before, what, one thing that might have attracted us to Gary Glitter was because we were like, uh, we played football, but we were such football fans yeah. that we support uh, our team, South Sydney, that... It's all pretty ironic, isn't it? Yeah, well, but the Gary kind of looked like a football player a little bit. Yeah. And the songs had those chants in them like you'd have at like the, the boys. Fo- at the, the football, boys, yeah. yeah. Like you'd have at the football, you know? So it was... Well, um, I think they used to actually used to play the rock and roll chants at um, soccer games. Yeah, the they, used to play, they used to play it at um, the NFL they used to play it at the NFL a lot. And they started playing it at ru- the rugby league too. And yeah. people started getting into it. Everyone yeah. was haying at the same time and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And then uh, when Gary did his, as you put it, axe murdering, <laughs> they, um, they got rid of it. Yeah. They, they got rid of it all. Which It was also ironic because it was also blokey. The haze was sounds so blokey. Yeah. But when you look at the album covers, you know, they dressed up in all these suits that we loved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna, if you're one of these, well, there's there's a thing as well. They um, see because I say glam started with Bolan and Bowie, they were really feminine, right? Yeah. And then comes uh, Gary Glitter, the Sweet Slade, and yeah. they were called at that time. They called them Brickies yeah. in tinfoil. <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> so yeah. Because these guys were macho and these guys, uh, they were more boy bands. Like when we were young, I didn't understand Bowie, did you? I didn't like really, I I knew he was freaky, I knew all that stuff, but it wasn't, I didn't really get it. Well, we we were, at that time, at that stage, we were so into Gary and the Glitter Band, like it was like, how dare you sort of come across, you know, at the same, at the same level and... I, I suppose, yeah, we well, don't forget we're only eight or nine, so yeah. we we're pretty close-minded to people like Bowie and Byland and we're all 
That, that, that was more for the older girls. Yeah. That, they're not... But anyway, getting back to this, so so this girl has she's putting on this show. She's asked us, "Do we want to perform? Do we want to mime?" And we're we're like, "Wow, this is our chance to take it out of the bedroom yeah. and onto the stage." Mind you, this is in front of the whole school, right? Okay, this primary is, school. Yeah, yeah, the whole primary school, which had I don't know five hundred kids, and um, so we decided on our favorite song at the time, which was "Leader of the Gang." Leader of the Gang, yeah. 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 Leader of the gang. So we got my brother in. Uh, we got a couple of other guys in that weren't into music or whatever, but they, they were just in it for the fun. And as and you keep reminding me, the leader of this rough gang came up. Yeah, he, yeah, he was sort of like, he was like, um, are you really going to do this? Are you really going to, you know? Uh, he, he was just, he was threatening us not to do it and all that sort of stuff. Um so we decided on leader of the gang, and my mum had bought us two shirts that were sort of like looked a bit like the "Remember Me This Way" costume, costume yeah. except that they were grey. Yeah, and, no, and, they were long sleeved, flowery type design. Yeah, yeah. they look glitterish, yeah, or glamish, more glam than glitter. And your mum had bought us these seventies zodiac chains. Yep. Which added to it. So we both had the same shirts on. We both had uh, these Zodiac chains on. We put on um, eyeshadow, eyeliner. This girl had done it all for us. We had glitter on our cheeks, glitter in our hair. And we came out and we had leader of the gang blaring. But before the actual contest started, we had to get a, a, like a, a poster, like a photo... So we'd all decide on this certain pose and then someone would go <laughs> for the camera click. Yeah. So what he's saying is it was fake, but we'd yeah. be taking these fake photos. Anyway, so we go up, we blare it. Come on, come on. We start playing. Um, Marty and I out the front with the tennis rackets, with the glitter everywhere. We're singing. And then afterwards, I remember as soon as it stopped... I just remember this loud roar, this huge, massive cheer. Everyone loved it, and we, it was, which was the exact opposite reaction to what we thought we Expected, were going to get. Yeah, yeah. We, we thought we were going to get booed off and stuff thrown at us. Everyone cheered. And then, then the guy who threatened us, and I'll never forget this, the guy who'd been threatening us, who'd been calling us poofs, who'd been saying we're fags, came up and said, can I join your band? <laughs> That's right, yeah. You're listening to the Glitter Glam Rock Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember one day when I uh, woke up and I put on the telly. It was a Saturday morning and there was a show called uh, Sounds Unlimited. Um, Donnie, Donnie Sutherland hosted it yeah i remember donnie sutherland yeah yeah and i remember there was one time it was so spontaneous uh, i'm still waking up you know and and then i heard him say all right we've got the glitter band coming on but hang on where's gary and there there they were the glitter band they were all dressed up like angels you know, the white angel suits and uh, doing angel face their first single and yeah that's just one of those things i'll never ever forget I remember um, 
that sort of for us that was like like I was saying we were never Gary we never acted like Gary like I, I acted like Gary in the privacy of my own home which you yeah. you did in the privacy yeah. of your own home but when we were together we were always a band because yeah. there was two of us and when the glitter band actually had their own song it was like our first single and yeah. It sort of legitimised us. Like, yeah. yeah, we were right what we were doing because yeah. these guys are actually something. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, as far as we are concerned, we were the glitter band. Yeah, and I loved Angel Face. Yeah. Angel Face was just such a great song, you know, those drums. Yeah, oh, the drums. Those drums at the beginning and the haze. Yeah. Which, so, and it had the glitter sound. And um, I was reading just not long ago that uh, Gary was actually complaining that the band had stolen his sound yeah well if but, they stole his sound they stole mike leander's sound well that's it it was mike leander's sound it wasn't really gary's sound it was mike leander's sound and mike leander was doing their records as well the glitter yeah band. yeah he produced the glitter band they had some sort of deal i don't know there's there's a couple of stories um john russell who is the leader of the glitter band he, um, he, he's got a book coming out, so that's going to clarify a lot of things. Yeah. So watch out for that and go to his Facebook page. Go to John Russell's Facebook page. You'll get a lot of information. He's a really good guy. You can ask him questions. He'll answer those questions. Yeah. We've had a lot of our questions answered from him, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, we have. And um, there, there was a story that there was some kind of deal that they would be the backing band if they got a recording contract later on. And then there's other stories where where Gary was performing and he's getting fan mail and the girls were asking, who are these guys that yeah. were backing you? Who, who, you know, who, who's the guy with the star guitar? What's yeah. his name? Who's the guy that's on the saxophone? And Gary didn't like that at all. Yeah. So anyway, whatever happened, they ended up getting their own deal and then Angel Face came out and that was just like a really big thing for us, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then their first album, um, it's just called Hey. It's what a what a great name. It was so Which is ironic because that's what they were doing, yeah. yeah. Hey. Well it's hey. I think appropriate is yeah. the word. Cause um and that was such a good album, like that the first track tell him. The the double with the two drums, it, it, it literally it attacks you, that song. Yeah, it does. It, it's it just you. so good. And the constant clap beats going really fast, it's just so, um, oh, what's the word? Exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, um, the thing about it as well is that um, it was just the cover. The there was cover, a lot yeah. of glitter on the cover. They were all in their suits. Yeah. It wasn't, and, and Jerry and Springy could actually sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those yep. guys could actually sing. Like yep. Gary sounded great on record, sounded yep. fantastic on record, but live. Yeah. But don't forget, he's like Mick Jagger. He's he's running around stage. That's true. And um, I, you, you and I, anyone would sound like crap if we were running around stage. I can't sweating. even walk up the hill talking. Yeah. So imagine doing that. But that first album the Glitter Band did, Hey, is great. And um, I, I just love it. I'm... You know, playing. I'm still playing it, playing it, it to death, and uh, it's rock and roll. Uh, dudes, the second album came out, and I love that as well. But it's not as glittery as Hey. Hey was 
No, they still retain some of the hand they claps. They did. They and did. a bit of that guitar sound. Let's talk about that guitar sound for, for a little bit. Well, what because, we thought it was the guitar sound. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We thought it was guitar, but it was actually... The sax combined. Yeah, with the guitar. And it what, just gave and that What rule. they do, flange it or something together yeah. or whatever, yeah. So... Um, it just gave that real sort of dirty... It's like a grainy, dirty sound. Oh, it's fantastic. I love that sound. The combined sax and the guitar yeah. is absolute genius. But um, rock and roll dudes didn't have much of that sound, did it? it did, no. Much of that sound. It didn't have... You look, could... by that time, by that time, John Russell had left the band. Yeah. And I think when he left the band, I think a lot of the glitter sound yeah. left too because let's not forget John Russell co-wrote Angel Face, co-wrote Just For You... Um, co-wrote Let's Get Together Again and he, he also co-wrote which is my favourite song on um, Rock and Roll Dudes For Always and Ever yeah yeah well uh, Rock and Roll Dudes I suppose is just a little subtle hit of the things to come mm. uh, because it was more poppy poppy yeah that's the word uh, than hey yeah um, and even hey they did some covers for the 50s and even those 50 covers sound glittery uh, it, yeah, that's just an amazing album. I've said that a million times already. Um, but, the, yeah, they just had a knack of making, uh, like, a standard 50 songs into such a good, glittery, hand-clap songs. And Rock and Roll Dudes was just slowly, subtly getting away from that a little bit. Mm. And, yeah, as you mentioned... Yeah, poppy. they were going into a more poppy thing. I yeah. think they thought... By that time, um, by the time Rock and Roll Dudes came out, the glitter thing was over, and they, like Bowie had moved on from the glitter thing, yeah. uh, Bolin had moved on from the glitter thing, Slade had started doing ballads, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, it was just I don't know when when they lost that sound of hey, like I love Rock and Roll Dudes, I yeah. really do love Rock and Roll Dudes, and I can't I can't remember. If Rock and Roll Dudes was out before we saw them or after we saw them? Good point. Yeah, because uh, we're, we're kids, you know? Yeah, we're kids. But I'll, I'll never forget that day. I remember the Glitter Band were playing at the Horton Pavilion. Um, Gary had played in 74, but we were too young to go see yeah. him. The Glitter Band came out in 75. Marty's mum kindly, yeah. kindly took us. And I was so excited, man. Yeah. I was just... Took the day off school. I remember walking to your place. I'm walking down the... To walk to Marty's place, I had to walk past the school. So I'm hiding behind all the bushes so none of the teachers will see me yeah. to get to your place. And all day we just could not wait for that concert. Yeah. And my mum described it like... Because now we both can't we can't remember a thing we can't remember anything yeah we can't remember the, what they looked like on stage um, hush supported them by the way hush, yeah <laughs> hush, hush were there and um but my mum said oh yeah well they'll just all we saw was these teenage bums wigging around in front of us and top hats they had these big major top hats with, with glitter all with over glitter them. and badges and yeah and that's all she saw. She's, yeah. She doesn't remember anything. The only, only thing I remember is Angel Face 
I remember Angel Face, and you know at the end when he uh, screamed out, Angel Face! Yeah. He didn't do that, and you turned to me and said, I knew he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, you got <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. you got a better enough. memory than I have. I, I don't remember that. I, but I remember there was a lot of screaming girls. Yeah. And, uh, I remember, um, I, I do remember one thing, even though you and I were like nine or ten or whatever, we were very interested in those teenage screaming girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and our, our friend... Helped us in that department too. Our friend at school that we we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Her, yeah. She yep. was, she was fantastic. Well, on this occasion, there was a whole hall of them. Saying, That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We'd only known one. Yeah. One girl who was who was into it, and on this occasion, the Horton Pavilion holds six thousand people, and it was mostly girls. So there was like six thousand yeah. girls, and uh, me and Marty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and my cool mother. Yeah. Welcome to the Glitter Glam Rock Podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. All right, so... um. Let's talk a bit about the man behind the scenes. The man is very appropriate. Yeah, Mike, he, Mike Leander. Mike Leander, the man. You know, you think of George Martin with the Beatles, you know, like mm. Mike Leander, what can you say? Genius, you know, he's just untouchable, that guy. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that... Um, George Martin and the Beatles, because he actually did the string arrangement for She's Leaving Home on Sgt Pepper. Yeah. Because George Martin wasn't available and Paul McCartney couldn't wait, so yeah. he called Mike Leander. Yeah. So he's actually, like, um, on Sgt Pepper yeah. as well. Not to mention him playing all the instruments except for brass on the uh, first two Glitter albums. And all the singles. And the singles. And the singles, which, well... What, what happened, let's backtrack a bit, what happened was, um, I was only reading this the other day, David Essex, remember him? Yeah. David Essex had some studio time and I, I don't know what Mike Leander was doing there, maybe he was producing the new David Essex song or something and he pulled out. So Mike Leander started mucking around on the drums because he was a drummer. He like he did all all those fantastic yeah. drums on those those records, not on not on the Glitter Band records, but on the Gary records. Yeah. He's mucking around. He came up with that groove. Um, he called Gary in, who he was good friends with. He and I read a quote where he said, "He goes, I always knew that this guy Gary." was a showman and it was just finding a way of selling him. Yeah. Right? So he called him in and they did a few hand claps and they did the haze and all yep. that. And they ended up doing Rock and Roll Part 2 and Rock and Roll Part 1. Yeah. And they called in um, John Russell and... Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. And, and on John Russell's website um, the other day, he posted something and he was saying that... Um, he did those recordings and he had the Boston show band and they had a big tour going on in the UK and all of a sudden 
rock and roll started charting. Yeah. And Leander rang him and said, "Hey guys, come in. We need we need a backing band. Yeah. And we need you to do Top of the Pops. So it was up to John Russell to find the band. The band, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember he said he had no idea what what was to come. No. Well, how could you? Yeah. How, how could you have any idea of what was to come? And so, so to get this straight, Mike Leander, like, like Marty just said, played all the instruments. He played the guitars. He played the, the drums. He played the bass. Uh, he wrote or co-wrote the songs, although there's a bit of contention about that lately on who wrote what. A lot of people are saying Mike Leander wrote just about everything, and Gary just added a couple mm. of little things yeah. in there. And as you said, the only things he didn't play were... The brass. The, yeah, was the brass. And John Russell is quoted as saying, and if he could have played that, he would have played that <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, he would have, yeah. So um, that was a very big shock for you, wasn't it, yeah. when you heard that? Oh, I couldn't believe the Glitter Baron was not, you know, doing all those chants in the background. Like, I... I have this. I envisioned this image of my head when I heard like the chant in a song, which is done by Mike Leander and you know and Gary and Gary and Harvey and yeah John. I envisioned the whole glitter band going. Um, thank you, thank you, baby, for myself. Thank you, thank you. Woo! Yeah. I was so disappointed when I found out that that wasn't the glitter band. It was, and I, I was just, I was shocked. I was actually shocked because we had always put the two together. Like you talk about the the fold out, the gatefold of um, Touch, Touch Me. Me. I was about to mention that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the photo of Peter Gill. Yeah. And those black suits, the triangle with the silver triangles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just imagined the whole glitter band doing that. You know. Yeah. They, they were always together, weren't they? It was like Gary Glitter and the Glitter Band. Yeah. So I thought it was basically one unit. I thought, yeah. you know, I, they all went into the studio together. I thought it was, they had the two drummers. Yeah. I thought it was those guys. Yeah. I thought it was the star guitar, that sound. I yeah. thought it was the star guitar, you know. Yeah. I thought it was a Glitter Band in there. They'd created this whole image. I never told anyone in the day. Yeah. It only came out later. Yeah. But I remember you being very, very devastated. You just, uh, you, it was a real mind fuck for you. Yeah, wasn't it was. It? Yeah. Well, I actually joked about it on on the uh, website, and John yeah. John Russell said, "Oh, Martin, I hope you didn't get too devastated or something <laughs> along those lines." And I said, "No, I was joking." But I was disappointed. Yeah, when I found out, I was disappointed. It was a big shock. It was a really big shock. But on the other side of that. It showed you just what a genius Mike Leander was. Yes. Yeah. It showed you, like, he's playing the drums on, like, if you listen to the drums on, you know, we both play drums. Yeah. If you listen to the drums on the clapping song. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. he could have been, he could have been Tony, yeah. he could have been Peter Phelps, you know, like, yeah, you just imagine those guys playing, but it was, it was him, it's just Mike Leander. Yeah, and he's playing the guitar, he's playing. He's he's doing the whole thing, and yeah. but you just didn't get that image. You didn't get that, you know, when you see the clips. When you see, you know, it's a glitter band. We were looking. You sent me always yours the other day. Yeah. And uh, when Gary was in the middle, and he's going, yeah. I know, you know, and the glitter band were yeah. on either side of him doing the Clapping, hand claps. Yeah. 
that's what you thought was going on in the studio yeah. as a kid, yeah. as nine-year-old kids. That's what we thought was happening in the studio. We thought, yeah. look at this. Yeah. This is like the best fun you can ever have. Yeah. You know? So the glitter band, they had to do a lot of miming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had to do a lot of miming. And, uh, but to their credit, when they came out with their own stuff, it was great. Yeah, and it all made sense. So let's let's talk about the end of the the glam era, well, the memories of Gary, how it ended. To me, it was sort of like um, seventy six took us up to seventy six. Yeah. Remember me this way was kind of an end after yeah. that. You know what I mean? There yeah. was a couple. He came out with doing all right with the boys, which I really liked. Yeah, I, I liked doing. You didn't like it as much as I did, but yeah. I liked it. But the B side um, of Doing all right for uh, with the boys. What good for no good? Oh, that's where it came from. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, that that's a that's yeah. a good song. Very that should glittery. that should have probably been the A side. That yeah. was good. So I remember doing all right with the uh, boys, and that was sort of that was him coming back. Yeah. with the glitter band. That's what was supposed to yeah. be. You know, hey, you, what you're going to do now? I'm back with the boys again. Well, it is very leader of the gangish. It is, yeah. yeah. At least, hey, hey, I'm still yeah, the leader, yeah. you know. And, and oh yes, you're I'm, beautiful. I'm with the boys. Oh yes, you're beautiful. I think that came out before. I'm, I'm not sure of the the order, but that, that was just, that eventually made it on the countdown. That song, yeah. Oh yes, you're beautiful. Yeah, and that was a good song too. That was basically a rewrite of um, "I Love You, Love." Yeah, me love because I remember playing them in my bedroom back to back. I remember playing "I Love" the single of "I Love You, Love," yeah. "Me Love." And, oh, yes, you're beautiful. And I remember my mum saying, why are you playing the same song over and over yeah, again? Yeah. So, she so didn't there was. And the last one that I really remember before we went on to other things was uh, Love Like You and Me. Yeah. Which he sounded very, he sounded drunk. Drunk, yeah. When he, when he was singing it. Yeah. But I remember, I remember seeing it on, because by that time the Bay City Rollers were out, my yeah. sister's were right into the Bay City Rollers yeah. and they had their own TV show. I don't know if Did you they? know this. They no. had their own TV show. And they were on Bell Records. Oh, really? So they would have guests yeah. that were on Bell. Yeah. And they said, oh, here's Gary Glitter with his new single, Love Like You and Me, and I remember the rainbow and stuff. Yeah. And I liked that song. And I went out and bought the single. And the B-side to that was um, I'll Carry Your Picture, which I liked as well. Oh, really? I yeah. thought that was Glitter Band. No, no. Okay. But... Um, but that Jerry... Because that was the one I said to you, wasn't it? Where Tony was playing the guitar. No, no, no. That's that's another song. Okay. But um, Jerry co-wrote Love Like You and Me. Did he? Yeah, it was him, Mike Leander and Gary. Yeah, so co-wrote. Jerry was just starting to come into it. Yeah, because side they it. must have thought, well, this guy's having hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's writing hits. He, he wrote... Um, Goodbye, my love, and the tears I cried. Yeah. So they're probably thinking he's having hits. Let's bring him in so yeah. we can we yeah. can bolster up our hits. Yeah. And um, 
And he carry, I'll carry your picture as right. well, which is a bit of, you know, it's a, like a soppy Gary ballad. Yeah. And um, the B-side on that is different from, it was on, it was on his GG album, I think. Yeah. And the version on the GG album isn't that good. But that's sort of my last memories of Gary mm. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people would say from the, the, the great period was from 72 to 76. Yeah. Maybe 77. For me, I think it would have been 76. For me, the, the greatest period was 72 to 75. Oh yeah, for you know sure, that yeah. that was that was the best period. After seventy five was a great year. Yeah, yeah. After that, there was you know there was some good stuff. Well, yeah, and the glitter band sort of carried it on a bit, like um, you know w- when they released Tears I Cried and Goodbye My Love. Yeah. Gary wasn't really that active. He'd retired like three yeah. times or something. Yeah. Hadn't so at the end of the day, at the end of the you know the magical glitter period we were talking about. Um, Gary had 11 top 10 hits, which is a lot, isn't it? It sure is. That's, that's a lot, including three number ones. Yep. Um, the number ones were Leader of the Gang, I Love You, Love, and Always Yours. Always Yours was number one for only one week. And I, two oh, Touch Me didn't make... No, that was number two. Oh, okay. Made number two. Yeah. And so did Rock and Roll, made number two. He had like a lot of top five yeah. as well. Um. And a couple of those debuted at number one. I think I Love You, Love, and Always Yours debuted at number one. It's funny how Rock and Roll Part 2 ended up being more popular than Part 1. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, more popular than everything. That actually went into the top five in America. Yeah. And so did uh, I Didn't Know I Love You Till I Saw You Rock and Roll went top ten in America. So they thought at the time that they were going to be big in America as well, but then they never had anything... After, After that. that, and Joan Jett did. Do you want to touch me? And I love you, love me, love, and leader of the gang. She did yeah. like she did, she did a couple of those things. Some and, some guy took the time out to write the lyrics to Rock and Roll Part Two, and all you see is hey 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 hey, and that's all it was. Yeah, but he counted them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he had a couple of, um, I think he had three top ten albums. You know, those yeah. first three albums were top ten. The Glitter Band had six top ten singles, which is not bad, isn't no, it? No, pretty good. Yeah. That's like any band would be very proud of that career, is yeah. having six top ten singles. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't think their albums charted as well. I think um, they were just outside the top ten. Yeah. And that was sort of... Um, so it was, it was a pretty good effort from all sure. those guys. Great albums, two great albums. I don't know what the other two are like. I I shouldn't say this, but um, I haven't really had the motivation to have a listen to them. I've, I've, I've listened to them. Uh, I don't like them. Yeah, a lot much. of people have told yeah, me about They, they them. got away from the glam, Yeah, you know, and that's and, what it was all about. That's what we all love. So, yeah, yeah. We, all, we all love the glam. I suppose I'm being a bit... Narrow-minded here, but yeah, I want to hear the glam. I want to hear those hand claps. You know, you when love I, those hand claps. Yeah, yeah when I put you the love those hand claps. Yeah. You're listening to the Glitter Glam Rock Podcast.
All right, so um, Gary kind of and the glitter band disappeared from our lives, didn't they? We we started playing in bands. Yeah, that's right. We listening to other people and um, yeah, we got heavily into the Beatles. Oh, like yeah. heavily, heavily into the Beatles. And I, I'm proud to say I'm glad I did so. Yeah, same, same. I remember something you said too, um, that, you know, listening to the White Album and uh, Revolver made you feel instantly smarter. Yeah. And I'll, 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 I'll say the White Album and Revolver taught me more than four years of uni. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it definitely broadens your mind. And yep. so we started smoking pot, we started playing in bands, we're listening heavily to the Beatles, and one day, just out of nowhere, I'm watching Sounds Unlimited again. Yeah. And Donnie Sutherland's there, and he's talking to Gary. Yeah. And Gary's doing an Australian tour. This is 1981. Gary had been out of our lives. Another comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So Gary had been out of our lives by then for, uh, what, six years or whatever, but that meant more. Yeah. Mate, um, eight years. Well, I never really thought about the glitter then. I thought it was yeah. something in the past. Yeah, childhood. yeah, yeah. But that would have been because of the Beatles. Yeah, that's right. And um, the, the formative years, like, I mean, there's a really big difference between being 10 and 18. Yeah. We were 18 at the time. And he said, um, I remember Donnie Sutherland saying, uh, Gary Glitters, he's doing a tour with the original Glitter Band and they're playing at Selena's, which is down the road from our place. It's like a 10-minute walk from... Was John Russell playing? No. Okay, so it was... No, so but he said the original Glitter Band, yeah. but it wasn't the original Glitter Band. Yeah. So... Um, what do you remember about that night, the beginning of that night? What did we do? I remember just watching these. No, the, even before that. The lead up was everyone going, come on, come on, the crowd. I'm oh, before that, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we uh, smoked some joints in my car and my car, it looked like a scene out of a Chich and Chong movie. It was just <laughs> full of smoke. And, and it was heavy stuff. Heavy too. stuff. It was yeah. really heavy stuff. I remember walking in and just being so stoned that I could hardly sort of walk. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to see Gary Glitter. Yeah. You know, and Selena's is, uh, um, it's, it's like a beer hall. Yeah. It fits about a thousand people in there. Right. And so, yeah. And we weren't really, we were on a very different wavelength. To reminisce about our childhood. That's because right. Because of the, the pot. Yeah. Uh, walking in, as you said, all these drunk people. Yeah. Just going, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, that was a turn Come off. on, come on. It was just like, oh, wow, we're, I, I don't want to be in this place. Yeah. And we're. But it would have been similar in the 70s. There would have been drunk people there. Well, then, no, but... because he was playing in places like the Horton Pavilion and yeah. stuff like that where they didn't serve alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah, it was all Selena's, kids. Yeah. But this was by the time he came out and um, a, lot, a lot of those, we were like 18, maybe 17, turning yeah. 18. There was a lot of people who um, were way older than us, yeah. in their 20s, you know. They, they were like actual they, teenagers. And they saw the... Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So they, they were in there and they were all drunk and I'm thinking, oh, man, I don't want to be in this place. What are we doing coming to see Gary Glitter after all these years? And I remember we were, con we were talking about leaving. We are going, oh, do you want to really stay? No, I don't really want to stay. I don't want to stay. And just then the lights dimmed and you just heard the drums to 
rock and roll, you just heard that. That's right. Rock and roll was the start. And then we yeah. just sort of like turned around like zombies. And he had his back to the audience, which yeah. he always does. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember he turns around, these big wide eyes. And I started laughing, actually. Yeah, so did I. It was yeah. one of the funniest things I'd ever... And he had like... Um, he looked like Frankenfurter yeah. from Rocky Horror, which he'd played a couple of years earlier. Yeah, the hair. Yeah, so yeah. he looked like... And then um, and then it was a small stage. I remember the band. They said it was the original Glitter Band, but it was only... Tony was on the drums. They only had one drummer. No so Pete. No Pete. It okay. was Tony Leonard. Um, it was Jerry and John. Right. They were the only originals. And they had um, some other guy on sax who Gary... Introduced as Harvey because not, not even Harvey was there. No, because Ga- Harvey was always. I know this guy had sunnies yeah. and he kind of looked like Harvey. And yeah. Gary introduced him as Harvey because uh, he was drunk. Yeah, if you remember, and some guy on the keyboards. I don't know who, okay. who it was on the keyboards. And um, but fuck, it was a good show, man. Yeah. Did, did a, he have the motorbike on? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. He had a motorbike sound. He was revving. Yeah. It was a, it was a really good show. He played all the hits. One one thing, um, I, I remember he played Lonely Boy and Donna. Oh, really? Which I was disappointed yeah. in because I'm like, you know, they're I, the two most boring songs yeah, on his album for me. Yeah, everyone wants to hear them. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he, he played a couple of new songs. and um, But I remember the audience were giving him um, drinks. Yeah. People were handing him drinks oh, really? from the... And he's drinking them. Yeah. He's drinking them. Then he went on to on this big thing of like, um, oh, I remember when I first came here back in 74, yeah. I played the horn for an hour. Yeah, and it was, was he? Yeah, and it was really good. It yeah. was just like a really good show. It was just such a disaster. But the music was really good yeah. and he's singing. He was right into it. He yeah. gave everything. As he does. He did, yeah. He's a good shaman. You know, people always rave on about Mick Jagger and that running around on stage. He, he does it just as much. And he got, and the crowd was sort of, um, the crowd was sort of half-hearted yeah. when he first came out, but he worked the crowd up into a frenzy. Yeah. Like everyone was right into it, you know. And by the time he sang Leader of the Gang, the whole place was, come on, yeah. come on. the walls were rattling, everything was going. Yeah. Like uh, the crowd would have been yeah. drunk, but. Yeah. Uh, inspired, or what? no, what's the word? Just eventually into it. They, yeah, 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 they were. They were eventually into it. And I think what happened, and what, what sort of pissed me off too, were the band were sort of, except for Tony, were laughing were they? at Gary. Yeah, really? he was doing all these movements. They're looking at him and they're just laughing yeah. to themselves. And I'm thinking, man... You guys might be laughing at him, but yet you're here backing him and he's paying your wages. Yeah, you wouldn't be here if you, you know. You know if he yeah, wasn't. and maybe they were laughing because he was he was drunk. Well, maybe he cracked jokes and we didn't hear it. Yeah, we maybe. Don't remember. But he was funny. It yeah, was, he was funny. And I remember at the um, right at the end, right at the end, they were there were some girls up the front. They were asking him to sing "Remember Me This Way." Yeah, they're going to sing "Remember Me This Way." Sing "Remember." They just kept saying it. And he goes, all right, and he just grabs grabs the microphone and they start the music and he's, I will... And then he just started crying. Did he? And he dropped the microphone and said, I can't do it, I can't do it. And everyone just went, yeah! Really? Yeah, no. it was fantastic. Oh, I didn't say that. You don't remember much of it, do you? No, no, I must have been... Um... And I, I went and saw him... Um, 
you came to a couple of nights later at the Seals at Club. At the Seals Club. At the Seals yeah. Club. And that night after the show. And that night, he wasn't drunk that night and he put on a fantastic show. Yeah. But I don't think it was as much fun as when the night he was drunk. Yeah. Selena's, yeah. Yeah. And um, that night after the show, our friend who we were talking about, mm-hmm. the girl, the girl, um, she came up and she was. Um, she was asking the band. The band had come out to talk to people. It was I, I, I had a really long conversation with Tony. Yeah. He was a really nice guy. Spoke to Jerry for a little bit. Spoke to Springy for a little bit. You were in there with the conversations. And she came up and the first thing she said to them, where's Gary? <laughs> where's Gary? And they were saying, oh, I don't think Gary's coming out. And she said, I saw an interview where he said he's going to come out and talk to... The fans. Is he a hypocrite? She was really angry. Really? Yeah, yeah, she was really angry about that. Yeah. But, you know... Um, I, wish I, I wish I remembered more of it. Maybe I was, I was pissed as well. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have been because I was driving. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it was a long time ago now. Yeah. yeah. It was a long time ago. So we had to wait till um, Gary was basically washed up at that yeah. time before he made his big comeback again. And when was his next comeback after that? Well, he went with that tour... He went around and he toured England. He just yeah. kept touring the universities, okay. and he became bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And in the end, he was playing. Um, he was playing halls that hold twelve thousand people. He's playing places that were bigger than the mm. Rainbow. And it was smart too because he was getting the younger audience. Yeah, that's right. The more intelligent until audience. he fucked up with his whatever. Yeah, and then. Um, so, yeah, so we didn't get to see him in the heyday, and we got to see him twice. Yeah. in a week. Yeah. Later on, and um, that was... I don't think not seeing him in the, in the hag days, it's not such a bad thing because we've still got that mystery. Yeah. And when you've got that mystery, you're thinking about those magazines, Yeah. you know, the posters, all that stuff. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, because we got, also got right into Kiss. Ledge, come here. Um, we also got into Kiss, and I remember we all went to see that movie... And we heard yeah, Kiss, Kiss talk for the first time. Yeah. And Ace Frehley was had this real high voice. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, so that was just, that was the end of our glitter era, wasn't it? Yeah, but, you know, I don't regret one bit of it. Me either. And now I've just got myself a bit of a hi-fi system. It wasn't planned, but I got it. And uh, guess what I'm playing? The Glitter albums, I can see it on your record player yeah. right now. Got the star Actually, there. the star album was the first thing I saw when I walked in. Yeah. All right, well, that's it from uh, us. I'm Greg. And I'm Martin. And But we will come back in our next episode, and we don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but it might be. In, in future episodes, we'll be talking about The Suite. We'll be talking about Alvin Stardust. We'll be talking about Chin Chap, who wrote yeah. all those songs. Yeah. Susie Quattro. We're going to do a few movies that we consider glam, like um, Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Um, whatever we think of. Yeah. And on a final note, I think two words that's pretty appropriate for this whole session. Rock on. Rock on. <laughs>